Welcome back to Squared Sports Podcast. On this podcast, Lane Frank, we now episode 131. Yes, sir, 131 episodes through. I got action-packed episode planned for you. We got a lot going on in the football world, college, and NFL. MLB playoff racing up. It's so much more. Stay tuned for action-packed episode 131. Let's hop into it. Let's start out episode 131, how we always do, with the headlines in the NBA. Really not too much news in the NBA and basketball world right now, outside of, you know, FIBA World Cup going on right now. That could be interesting. Some storylines like the USA Select team crushing the USA real team twice in a row, and then the USA main team crushing the Select team after that. So USA national team, can they win the FIBA World Cup? That's going to be something to look out for right now. Not ranked number one in the world for basketball. Really a weird thing for the USA not to be ranked number one in the world for basketball. But that wasn't the only news in the NBA. Lakers star Anthony Davis gets a three-year, $186 million max extension. What makes you think Anthony Davis is worth three-year, $186 million max extension? I can't tell you what separates a guy like Anthony Davis and Mr. Robinson outside of the name. He plays the same level as Mr. Robinson the past three seasons. And that's not a stretch. Anthony Davis has not been healthy. He's not been the highest level. He takes nights off. But not even questioning he takes nights off. And he's admitted to taking games off where he plays. But he's like, eh, I don't think I'm going to give him my all tonight. I don't think I can even physically give it my all tonight. And that's hurtful to NBA fans and basketball fans. So I don't know why the Lakers gave Anthony Davis this max extension. Because what happens if you get rid of Anthony Davis? Is that really the end of the world? Is he really a co-star to LeBron James anymore? I don't know the answer to that. Leave your thoughts in the comments section. That's news in the NBA. Here in the NFL... Fantasy football, your NFL drafts are coming up for fantasy football. I did my first one this week. We got a lot of fantasy stuff coming up on this episode, so get ready for that. And we have NFL preseason starting out this week. Hard Knocks airs tonight. Jets, I'm excited to see that, the way they handle Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. This can be a very exciting Hard Knocks show. I want to see a different side of Robert Sala, kind of guy that we don't really know too much about, even though it's going into his third year as an NFL head coach. So that would be exciting right there. Preseason again start. Really excited for the NFL season. Football season coming up. Best time of year. Best time of year for squared sports and sports fans across the world. MLB. We had an interesting week in MLB. Rays ace Shane McClanahan. Second nail Cy Young voting last year. Could have been first nail Cy Young voting this year. Hurt for the second straight year in the month of August. And he's probably going to be shut down for the rest of the season. Really bad for the Tampa Bay Rays, in my opinion. Because this is your star ace. And he came and pitched for you for the rest of the season. And you want to win the World Series. This is one of the best teams you've had in years, if not the best. You start the season 14-0. You had the best record for months, and then you slipped a little bit. But now your top two pitchers, Shane McClanahan and Tyler Glasnow, both injury-prone. Both might be shut down for the rest of the season. So that's interesting right there. Shane McClanahan getting shut down by Tampa Rays. New York Mets, do I even have to touch on my favorite team anymore? Is atrocious. What's been going on? They sent down Brett Beatty. Good idea. But the rest of the team, rest of the lap, looks depleted. P. Alonso, getting things going. And I think P. Alonso got a little too much hate from Mets fans earlier in the season because he was on a tear. Start of the season. So many home runs. And then he gets hit by a pitch by Charlie Moore. And he goes out. And he should have been out for about two months. But instead, he was only out for about one or two weeks. And they rushed him back. And that's what caused more injury and also his play to drop. And now he's back. He's healthy. And he's hitting great. I love it to see at P. Alonso. Mets, I don't think there's any chance of a real run. But still, good sign to see right there. For the New York Yankees, Crosstown Rivals, a team that I love to hate on. Everything I said about Jim Stanton, everything I said about Aaron Boone, is only still. Boone still needs to go. Stanton still can't run the bases. He still provides no value as a hitter. No value 
as a fielder. I don't know why he's not DHing to keep his legs warm for hitting. That's horrible. He's the worst fielder in baseball. And that's not a horrible take. He might be the worst fielder in baseball. Jacarl Stan can't do much hitting. It's either a strikeout, a walk, or a home run. And it's looking more like a strikeout now than it used to be a walk and a home run. So New York Yankees, they got issues right now that they need to address in the offseason. I don't love Aaron Boone. I don't love his personality. I don't love how he gets ejected about one time a week, two times a week, whatever it might be. So Aaron Boone, issues with New York Yankees. And last thing, and then will be a little fun thing we got to talk about. We had a big boxing fight on Saturday night. And it wasn't Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. It was Jose Ramirez versus Tim Anderson. That's the baseball I like to see. You get the old Jose Batista versus Runero Dorf fights, the old Hunter Strickland versus Bryce Harper type of fights, the old Amir Garrett versus Javier Baez type of fights. This one puts all those to rest. This was the best MLB fight I've seen in years. You got the managers going at it. You got the third base coaches going at it. Emil Clase going at it. Ilo Jimenez, I feel bad for him because he got hurt at the whole brawl. But Jose Ramirez drops Tim Anderson. Kind of interesting right there. Tim Anderson used to be one of the most likable athletes in sports because he brought a new type of style to baseball. And then he fell off. He only has one home run this year and one knockdown. He fell down once, and he's been only hit one home run. So pretty bad for Tim Anderson. Jose Ramirez only suspended three games, but Tim Anderson, what are you doing? Make yourself even more hateable than you were. Let's end off the headlines with college football. Obviously, Washington, Oregon going over to the Big Ten, essentially killing the Pac-12. And this is hurting college sports, college football. My favorite sport to watch, my favorite sport to talk about on here. I consider myself one of the best, if not the best, college football analysts in the country. And you'll see when it comes college football season on that. But uh, yeah, Washington, Oregon entering the Big Ten. We'll talk about it later on the episode. That's about the headlines this week. Now, take the week. This week's take of the week. It's about Lionel Messi, Argentinian striker, playing for Inter Miami right now. Greatest soccer player of all time. One of the greatest athletes of all time. And he's doing something nobody's done in years. He's bringing a new type of thing to American sports. He's the best thing to happen to American sports in years. And let me explain why. He's tearing it up for the MLS. This is great for the MLS. Soccer, Major League Soccer in America, really globalizing it. People are going to watch more games in America. And when you start to watch more soccer games in America, that's going to boost baseball. Maybe in Europe, you're going to see more people watching baseball, American football, basketball. These sports, it's going to help American sports vitally. And Lionel Messi has done such amazing things for Inter Miami so far. A really young club with his six goals. He's already the second highest scorer in Inter-Miami history. Inter-Miami is ranked almost dead last in MLS standings right now, and he hasn't even played an official MLS match yet. They're still in the League's Cup. They're probably going to win the League's Cup because of how well he's playing. Got that amazing win for them the other night against Dallas FC. So if he wins them the League's Cup, there's no stopping him. He can win them a league championship for MLS. I wouldn't be surprised. Lionel Messi tearing it up in MLS right now in his prime, it seems like, and he's still up there in age. It seemed like his career was going to fall off, going to end. This guy just led his team to a World Cup championship less than a year ago, and now he's leading his team to an MLS championship about a year later. So, pretty interesting by Lionel Messi. That's about for my Take of the Week. What he's done for American sports, it's been great. That's about for Take of the Week this week. Now, top five. This week's top five is my top five favorite sports days of the year. Let's hop into it. You know I love my sports days. I love my NFL draft. I love my college football. I definitely love my March Madness. So let's hop into it. My top five sports days of the year. Number five, this is a little bit of a two-parter. World Series and NBA Finals, game one. Because that whole day, you got the anticipation. Let's say this year, you got Astros versus Phillies. That whole day, 
anticipation. Who's going to win game one? Who's going to set the tone for the rest of the World Series? And then for the NBA Finals, you know, it used to be Cavs versus Warriors, round three. Who's going to win game one? Set the tone for the series. So that's definitely number five. World Series slash NBA Finals, best sport day of the year. Number four, NFL Draft Day. NFL Draft Day, so much anticipation to you get your mock drafts, you get everything going. You think this is going to happen. Just for that to happen, you get maybe players being traded that aren't in the draft. Really a great day all around for the football world. Exciting. I love it. Four, NFL Draft Day. Number three, any college football Saturday. Any. I, if you can just sit me down, college football, I can wake up at 6 a.m., watch college game day for about three hours, then watch games for the rest of the day. That is so easy for me to do because I love college football. And you should too. I mean, it doesn't have to be any specific day. I actually don't really like National Championship Day. It's a Monday night. You know, it's the only game. But this day, any college ball Saturday, anything can happen. It's like any given Sunday, but any given Saturday. I love it. Number three, any college ball Saturday during the regular season. Number two, Super Bowl day, everybody. Super Bowl day. This year, Chiefs versus Eagles. That was a great game. You get the cookout maybe going on. You get a few fun things. Maybe you have a Super Bowl party. Everybody's watching the game in America. So it's a fun game. Number two, Super Bowl fun day. And number one, March Madness, days one and day two, where you're either going to cry because maybe your favorite team lost, maybe your bracket's busted, or you're so happy because your team won and your bracket's perfect. Probably number one because your bracket's never going to be perfect, but still, day one, day two of March Madness, you can just stream it, watch it all day. So exciting to just sit on a couch, watch the games all day. Really two exciting days, so March Madness, number one. That's my top five for this week. Leave thoughts in the comments. Let's do a little did you know. This week on did you know is did you know soccer players run an average of nine miles per match. So in that 90 minutes where you're just running continuously, no timeouts, 45 minutes have per half, you're running about nine miles. So that's nine miles a match. Didn't know that. Leave down in the comment section. Soccer players really probably have to be the most in shape of any athlete on the world. Soccer players to run nine miles a match once a week. That's pretty crazy. That's about for did you know this week. Leave thoughts in the comments. I was thinking about who's going to be my spotlight for the week. It's always maybe either a team, a coach, a player. This week, it's going to be a little bit different. It's Zach Wilson. He's a player for the New York Jets. Quarterback, former number two overall pick, as you all know. And he got off to a rocky start, Mr. But it doesn't have to end like that. He doesn't have to be a bust. Everybody in the football world thinks he's a bust and wants him to be a bust. And that's what happened to guys like Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield. You think they're going to revitalize their career, but they really aren't. Zach Wilson, though, he's got something special. He's got something different. Because he had a decent rookie season. And he had a decent sophomore season, despite what you think. He had his team in playoff position, and then they benched him. I think if you keep him, you don't play Mike White. Because Mike White didn't win many games. If you keep Zach Wilson, I think you make the playoffs. I'm not joking. You keep him in that groove, you make the playoffs. He had a little slump, but you're winning games. Keep him in there, and you're going to make the playoffs. Now this year, you got Aaron Rodgers. Okay, everybody thinks, even I think, Aaron Rodgers is objectively better than Zach Wilson. That's not a debate. So what are you going to do with him? He can't be a backup. This is the former number two overall pick. Less than, it's only going to do his third NFL season. If you're number one pick going into your number two overall pick, going into your third season in the NFL, this is probably your first season you're going to start, not your first season you're going to be a backup. So Zach Wilson got a lot riding on him. And I think what the New York Jets should do, Oma Service, trade him. Trade Zach Wilson. You can get a second round pick. You can get a third round pick. That's good value. Trade him to the Atlanta Falcons. I want to see him roll with B.J. Robinson and Cal Pitts. Train the Seattle Seahawks. Let him be behind Geno for a year. Then let him run with DK Metcalf, Kenneth Walker, Pete Carroll offense. Zach Wilson doesn't have to be a bust. His story doesn't have to end this way as a backup. Zach Wilson, 
Get trade. Demand trade. That's what I would do if I was Zach Wilson. That's what I would do if I was the New York Jets. Kind of reminds me of their Teddy Bridgewater situation in 2018. They signed Bridgewater to be the, kind of like the mentor of Sam Darnold. And then Darnold was playing so well, so they just said, hey, let's trade Teddy in preseason. So what if they trade Zach Wilson in preseason? Not the craziest idea. I want to see Zach Wilson succeed. I think he can with Arthur Smith, Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts. I think he can with maybe even Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Seattle Seahawks. Not the worst idea. Doesn't have to be a bust. Doesn't have to end his story this way. That's about my spotlight this week. Now, let me take you into the huddle right here. My fantasy football huddle. You want to win money? Fantasy football's here. You want to win your fantasy football leagues? Listen up and get into the huddle. I'm going to tell you some guys who you should pick and some guys you should definitely stay away from. Now, this is not the final list. You'll see more in upcoming episodes, but I'm going to tell you who to stay away from and who to go after. Let's get into it. First one, Debo Samuel. I say yes. He's been eating up this offseason. He's going to be great. I mean, he told Kyle Shannon, I'm the best shape since I've been my whole entire career. I've been down the past two years, and he hasn't been down in my opinion, but he's ready to come back. He's ready to win his Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers. He's ready to win maybe Offensive Player of the Year. I want to see that Debo Samuel. I want to see him win maybe fantasy MVP this year. Debo Samuel, a guy you should definitely pick second, third round. Steal Debo Samuel. Next one, Kadarius Tony. Everybody's saying this guy's going to be Patrick Mahomes' number three target. Rasheed Rice. Uh, you're going to say, oh, Sky Moore's going to be this guy who's going to replace Juju Smith-Schuster. Marcus Valdez-Scanling, he can replace Juju Smith-Schuster. Stop all that. Kadarius Tony is going to be our third wide receiver. He's going to get the targets. He's going to be in the starting lot no matter what. He's going to be their punt and kick returner. So if he gets you a touchdown there, that's a free six points. If he can score you a touchdown on the field, that's another free six points. So Kadarius Tony, a guy I love in fantasy football right now, a guy who I don't necessarily like right now in fantasy football, is Christian McCaffrey. He's a little bit injury prone. He's had a great season the past few years. Last year, good season. Year before that, injured. Year before that, kind of injured too. The year before that, he was great. 2019, almost MVP. But I can see a little bit of decline because they want to save him for playoffs. Now, Christian McCaffrey as a player is going to be great this year. But as a fantasy football type of guy, I don't think so. Kyle Shanahan's not going to want to overload him into the regular season like they did last year. I think they're pretty comfortable going into the playoffs. And then they can maybe save him up for the playoffs, have a few great games then. So you're going to play him still, but he's not going to get all the touches. You can see touches go to guys like Debo, Elijah Mitchell. So look out for that right there with Christian McCaffrey. I say no. Don't take him with your first overall pick. Just don't do it. Christian McCaffrey, don't do it. A guy who I'd pick over Christian McCaffrey and who I already have picked over Christian McCaffrey is B. John Robinson. I had the number three pick in my league. I was thinking, hmm, John Taylor, that's a target. Jamar Chase, that's a target. Christian McCaffrey, go for him. Let's go with B. John Robinson instead. B. John Robinson running back out of Texas, and they didn't use him well at Texas at all. Steve Sarkeesian, I don't forgive you for that. You could have used him way better. You could have won a national championship if you used him better. He should have gotten touches 35 times a game. That's what Michigan does with Blake Corman, Davin Edwards. It would have worked at Texas if you did have Roshan Johnson and Bijan Robinson. But they didn't do that, and they didn't in kind cost. And you could see when he got touches, 2021 Oklahoma game, he was rowing. Then the second half, they don't give him the ball, and they lose that game. Bijan Robinson will be used much better in Arthur Smith offense. Desmond Ritter is going to need to give the ball to him a lot because I'm not too high on Desmond Ritter. Bijan Robinson, a guy you should definitely look at in PPR leagues. I love him. Bijan Robinson, sir, let's take him. Next one, a guy who I would definitely stay away from, and he's a quarterback. And this is not my Michigan bias getting in the way. It's Justin Fields. Justin Fields is not a perfect NFL quarterback. Everybody's saying he's going to MVP. He's going to do this. He's going to win offensive play of the year. He's going to take the Bears to the playoffs. Stop all that. I would rather have Jordan Love. I'd rather have Daniel Jones. I would rather have maybe even a guy like Sam Howell over. Justin Fields, because all he can do is run. 
Can't throw the ball out very well. And once you get a QB spy on him, you can see the effect. Didn't have a good year last year. Three wins, and everybody's going crazy, salivating over Justin Fields, saying, this guy's great. He's going to win MVPs. What do you do, Ohio State? Oh, that's great. That's Ohio State. That's college football. I don't like Justin Fields as a player at all. I don't like his game. Stay away from him in face football leagues. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Come back and play me in a few months. But as of right now, I say no, Justin Fields. And one last one right here. A wide receiver that I'm saying no to is Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, you think he's always going to get that 15 points per game. He's going to get all of Justin Herbert targets. There's a new guy in town. Quentin Johnson there by TCU wide receiver tearing up training camp preseason. They say he could be wide receiver number one. They say he could be next. DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm looking forward to it. Quentin Johnson is going to be a new guy fantasy football. And Keenan Allen, that's a no for me. That's about my fantasy football huddle. You'll leave the huddle now. Hopefully you got a little more fantasy football knowledge. And come back in three months when you win your fantasy football league off of this knowledge. That's about that this week. Now, what lane would I take? And this is a segment that I've been planning for a little while now. And I'm ready to cook on it. What lane would I take? College football is now looking like the NFL. This last season of college football, it's going to be great. You're going to have fourth team college football playoff. USC in the Pac-12. Oklahoma and Texas in the Big 12. And then all hell breaks loose next season. So that's what I'm talking about. You got 12-team playoff. USC, Oregon, Washington, and UCLA all in the Big 10. I don't know how to think about that right now. You got Cal and Stanford potentially being in the ACC. No more Pac-12. What happened to my good old college football? That's what I'm thinking about right here. 12-team playoff. We're going to have times where you're going to say, okay, number one in the Big Ten, they get a bye. Number two in the Big Ten, they get a second-round bye. They, number three, you know, they get that first-round playoff, but that's where we cut it. You know, both tie-ins, none of that goes in anymore. If you win the Pac-12, you know, you might get third-round bye in the playoffs. If you win the SEC, you get a bye no matter what into the quarterfinals. You know what that sounds a lot like to me? The NFL, where you don't get to pick. You know what I love college football? It's because it's not a metrics. It's not going off of a computer where it's saying, this team, if they win this game, they're going to make the playoff. No matter what, because that's just statistics. That's how the NFL playoff works. College football, who cares? You can go undefeated. For example, 12 and 1 Wisconsin in 2017. They lose the Big Ten Championship game, but they went 12 and 1 in the college football playoffs. Says, no, no, no. We'll put in an Alabama who went 11 and 1, didn't win SEC Championship game. We'll put them in over. But if this is the NFL, Wisconsin will make it over just because they have the better record. That's what I'm worried about for college football. All these tie ins, I'm not looking forward to it. College football, as we know, is dying, and I'm not looking forward to it. At all. It's looking like the NFL, and I hate it. NIL, that's one thing. But playoff tie-ins, I'm not liking it. Realignment, two conferences across the whole country, that sounds a whole lot like the National Football League pro football to me. What's the difference then? That's my lane I would take. Don't make it like the NFL. Switch it up. That's the lane I would take. Now, at the buzzer. This week at the buzzer, I want to kind of throw out some NFL takes out there. Not hot takes, but just some things that if I were an NFL GM, this is what I would do. For the Ravens, if I was the Ravens general manager, I would go out there and I would sign Dalvin Cook. Melvin Gordon, Ravens running back, said today, it's not looking good for the running back position. J.K. Dobbins, uh, I don't know. Gus Edwards, I don't know. Melvin Gordon, myself, I don't know how we're looking so good at the running back position. Then sign Dalvin Cook. This guy's an all-pro. Who cares about his legal issues? I think that will all get resorted out. Sign Dalvin Cook, do it today, Ravens, before the Jets do it. Or Ezekiel Elliott, Ravens, Dalvin Cook. Next one, the 49ers need to just move on from Trey Lance and roll with Brock Purdy. Sam Donald, that's a good backup for you. If Brock Purdy's healthy, just roll with him. Roll with him. He's got the attitude. He's got everything going with him right now. Let's go with Brock Purdy. He's our franchise quarterback. And for Trey Lance, 
Same thing as that touchdown with Zach Wilson before. Your story does not have to end like this. You don't have to be a bust. Go with the Atlanta Falcons. Go with another team. You can be a star there with the Atlanta Falcons. That's a good offense. Trey Lance, Bijan, and Kyle Pitts. Don't end your story this way, Trey Lance. I want to see you succeed in the NFL. Not looking like that right now, though. 49ers, pull the plug in Trey Lance. Let him succeed somewhere else. And roll with Brock Purdy. Anthony Richardson, this guy, can win rookie of the year. He's looking like a star. He can run as fast as anybody in the NFL right now. And he can throw it as far as anybody. He can be the most talented player in the NFL in a few years. It's not too broad to say that. Patrick Mahomes, he's got great throwing power and he's got great speed. Andy Richardson has the best throw power and the best speed. Let's see if he can get the best accuracy out there. And Andy Richardson, get the NFL game down. Because he got the college game down. Let's see if he can get the NFL game down. I think he can win rookie of the year. Baker Mayfield, this is kind of one last ditch. Can he succeed in the NFL? Because he won a playoff game. And he doesn't get enough credit for that. He led his team to about a 12-1 season and a playoff win. I want to see him do that again with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Can he beat up Kyle Trask? I want to see him do that. Baker Mayfield, one last ditch. And the last one on here for at the buzzer, the Patriots. Nobody's talking about the Patriots. I think it's Smart Mac Jones even. Is going to be Bailey Zappi. I wouldn't be surprised if Bill Belichick, he doesn't talk to the media ever, if he just rolls out Bailey Zappi, drive one. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's signs you go Elliott. Nobody's talking about doing the Patriots. They're kind of just bleh, mid. Nobody wants to talk about them. And I'm curious to see how Bill Belichick responds to that. That's back for at the buzzer this week. Now, the best last question day. This week's question of the day is, which MLB team is going to make a big run for the rest of the season? It's always this time of year we see a team make a big run. Two years ago, it was the Atlanta Braves. They were about third in their division, and they shot up to win the World Series. Last year, Philadelphia Phillies, third in their division. They shot up to make the World Series. So who's going to be this year? Is it going to be the Diamondbacks, the Padres, the Cubs, the Mets, New York Yankees, Cleveland Guardians? I don't know who's going to be. Leave your thoughts on that in the comments. I want to see another team make another big run, kind of burst for the rest of the season. That's the question of this week. That's my Squared Sports with Liam Frank, episode 131. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports for awesome daily sports news content and updates. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter, at Squared Sports for even more debates. Follow Squared Sports on TikTok, at Squared Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode 132. Stay tuned.